Hello, everybody. We're going to let some people come in here doing the live Q&A show tonight. Hello, hello uh, to all us joining us. Hello. Um, welcome in our, our Facebook friends, uh, our YouTube family. Uh, we're on LinkedIn tonight as well. Hello, LinkedIn, if you're with us. Uh, we got a great show tonight. A lot of great questions uh, came in throughout the week. Uh, if you're with us live, go ahead and say hello. Let's uh, get this party started. It's our favorite night of the week. Barbara, how you doing? Great to see you over on Facebook. Uh, thank you for, for hanging out there. Uh, we're going to do live Q&A with Dr. Rogers. Bianca, how's it going? How's it going? Great to see you again. Anna, hello, hello. Great to see everybody. Sarah, how's it going? Great to see you. Thank you for, for hanging out with us. Um, if you guys, you know, once you guys come up with a question or if you have a question, go ahead and put that in, uh, the comments, Tracy. Hello. Great to see you. Uh, Lisa. Hello from Staten Island, New York. All right. Mark, how's it going? Great to see you on YouTube. Um, I've never actually been to Staten Island. I've been to New York quite a few times, uh, for the U S open, uh, tennis tournament there. Shelly, how's it going? Great to see you. Uh, so welcome in, welcome in. Uh, we're going to, seems like Dr. Rogers is ready to roll. Okay, if you guys have questions. What's up? Hey, Ben. <laughs> How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm glad you mentioned tennis and the U.S. Open because, as everybody knows, Ben was a professional tennis player. <laughs> he was an All-American at University of Tennessee, and then he played professional tennis, coached at Purdue, their tennis team. And I, you just have to mention that because I have a prop here tonight. Oh, yeah. And here, yeah, because I'm down here in my basement and where I have all my old rackets. Here's my old Dunlop Fort racket. Back when I played, we used wooden tennis rackets. There you go. And that was a really popular model. Actually, Rod Laver used this racket. It was the last guy to win the Grand Slam, especially since Novak Djokovic did not complete the Grand Slam this year. But also the thing I, I really like is this can of tennis balls. You see this? Uh, those are... They used to be white. At least this was yellow. But back when I played, this was how the tennis cans were. And you didn't snap the top open. You opened it with a key. You see that key there? Yeah, I do think that's really cool. Do you remember that? I do. You took the key off and then you uh, opened it like a lid with the can. So I just thought that was a pretty cool little thing tonight. Here's little, the tennis. Uh, Love tennis. Little tennis, tennis uh, lesson for everybody. Uh, with the wooden rackets, uh, it's great to see those. Actually, uh, I think uh, I, I was never really good with a with a wooden racket. Um, what do you say we get into some questions? Yeah, let's get to the, let's get to the questions. All right, guys, if you got questions for Dr. Rogers, uh, put them in the comments. Uh, we will get to those here in a few. We're going to go for about thirty minutes tonight. Um, so come on in, hang out, ask your question. Uh, we're going to have fun. All right, this first one is. What is the best post-COVID vitamin regimen? Mom is 70 and a month post-COVID with low energy, tires easy, low appetite, etc. Also, could could being factor V be detrimental to getting the vaccine? Uh, excuse me. I'll go ahead and put this in here. She's had COVID, so no need in vaccine. Plus, being factor V is another huge reason not to. Uh, what's your thoughts on that, Doc? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's factor five, not factor oh, sorry. V. But... Sorry. Uh, which is a blood clotting disorder genetically determined. But um, the post-COVID regimen is kind of similar to the 
to the pre-COVID regimen, uh, except I do add higher doses of uh, the omega-3s. Um, of course, you're going to take vitamin D, C, and zinc. Um, I love magnesium at night. I love melatonin at night, post-COVID, always. Um, I like the omega-3s post-COVID, what they call them pro-resolving mediators. Um, and you need to take about four grams of the omega-3s post-COVID for sure, especially if you're getting some of the long hauler syndrome. Uh, but, um, of course, I've said C, D, and Z, all the B-complex, um, and a very important one called NAC, which we now have in our office. I've actually got a great one in our office now called anti-alcohol because it has a really high dose of NAC in acetylcysteine, 1200 milligrams, plus zinc and selenium and milk thistle. So I like NAC, I like the Bs, I like the C, D, and zinc. Um, I think if I'm missing any, and I like a really good diet. Did, no did you say quercetin? Uh, quercetin, yeah, that's another good one. Um, and of course I still use a lot of ivermectin you know, post-COVID for long haulers. Uh, you know, I hope I can mention that word, um, but uh, I'm not <laughs> afraid to. <laughs> uh, but anyway. Um, Did you freeze up on me? Well, looks like it's just me. Okay, I think it was me too. Am I back on? Uh, you are, you are back on now. Kind of clearing up. You, we, we missed you when after quercetin. Yeah, well, that's the basic regimen, you know, that I've just mentioned. Um, but um, of course, your mom has factor five, which is a, a genetic inherited uh, blood clotting disorder. You're more likely to form blood clots. And I agree, you know, you need to be on a, a, she needs to be on a baby aspirin every day. Um, I, of course, I like the omega-3s as well. Um, um, can it be detrimental to getting a jab? I'm not going to call it the other thing. I'm going to call it the jab so we don't get pulled. Uh, because I don't want in any way to denigrate the jab because the video will be pulled. So, um, so I have to talk around it. Now, again, I'm going to give you my opinions, but... Um, but anyway, um, you know, if you have that for sure, if you want to get the jab, you better pre-treat uh, for a week before and a week after with uh, aspirin, omega-3s, maybe even Tylenol. Um, and one of the cardiologists I talked to today, they have a Tylenol regimen uh, before you get the jab um, so that um, especially among young men, teenagers and such, so it may... Uh, you may avoid getting a myocarditis that's, uh, that's pretty common um, with um, young boys, teenage boys um, with the jab. So you, you probably want to consider that, doing that. But um, hopefully your mom will come along. You know, again, there's a lot of other treatments for it. Depends on what symptoms she has. Long haulers can manifest in a bunch of ways. So... Um, I usually check blood work on them too and, and look at all the inflammatory markers, the vitamin levels, et cetera. So, um, and get out and get exercise, fresh air, uh, that type thing. Um, and if she 
really develops long haul syndrome. She needs to see somebody that treats this like we do. Um, I, I really like this question. This came over, uh, I believe, on Facebook as a comment. Um, top five vitamins you recommend for both men and women over the age of 50, uh, not including a multivitamin. Okay, that's a great one. Uh, of course, vitamin D over anything, number one, over anything. And over 50, make sure you take D with K. Um, uh, the K makes the D work better to bring the calcium into your bones, not your arteries. So D, D, vitamin D with K. Um, then my next one would probably be, there's so many, um, probably be um, omega-3s. Um, and take a good dose of omega-3s. Any study that shows they don't work, they're not using high enough doses. So, you know, at least three grams, probably four grams a day. Um, and the third one would probably be magnesium. Um, four to 500 at night and get a mixture of the different types of magnesiums. Um, and so um, next would be C, vitamin C. And then probably my next one would be universally would be a probiotic, preferably a pre and probiotic combination. Um, maybe like digest shield. Uh, I'm, I'm going to put this up and just see if, see if it works. Um, how does that line up with what you're talking about, Doc? It looks, seems, obviously, the, the multis in there, the omegas for 50 Yeah, those, those aren't in order, but, yeah, those are those are the important ones for sure. Um, you want to add to any of that or explain some of that? Uh, no, I mean, the, we've, you know, we've, we've talked about the top five, so um, those, those are the ones that a lot of it depends on, too, on the symptoms you have, but, um, of course, I take a lot of vitamins myself, but uh, those those are pretty good. But th those are my top five for, for most results that I just mentioned. Okay. Okay, cool. Thank you for that great question. Um, all right, let's get to another one here. Uh, my husband is about two and a half, three weeks post initial COVID symptoms, but is now having symptoms of COVID toes, mainly sharpshooting pain in his toes. Uh Let's see the follow-up. Does Dr. Rogers have any suggestions for treating this or anything we should keep an eye on? Should it change over time? Yeah, you know, probably it's going to go away. COVID toes is a weird condition. You know, COVID can manifest with skin changes as well. But usually, and sometimes you get it before you even get the other respiratory symptoms, but your toes kind of turn red a little bit. And usually it's more red and itching sometimes it'll you know go on to develop painful blisters uh, so you have to watch for infection but in general it's red itchy toes it can get on your hands too nobody really knows the reason but you know it's it's i've seen it a few times it's not real real common but um it can be painful too and discomforting um, it, because your toes and your fingers, you know, have, that's why your small circulation is your small vessels. And as you know, COVID is a blood clotting causing disorder. That's why you need the aspirin. Um, so, you know, if it itches, of course, take hydrocortisone cream. You could even take Benadryl. I love Zyrtec for pre and post COVID and maybe even a Pepsid HC. So you have both the H1 and H2 blockers. Um, but, and it usually disappears in a couple weeks. 
Um, but I've seen some pretty bad rashes with COVID. So yeah, keep an eye on it. If it gets infected, you know, or you, your toes get blue, then you really need to be, it needs to be looked at. Um, but it should get better over time as you get over COVID. Um, but do those things, definitely take your vitamins and, a, and an aspirin and um, keep an eye on it. Um, I love this question. Um, this came over email. Uh, I heard you mentioned the free 14-day trial of fr the Freestyle free Libre. Do I have to have diabetes to sign up for this on their no. website? And it seems no. it seems like they're concerned that uh, that you would kind of imply that you have it, um, maybe from a um, health information sort of situation with insurance. Um, I think it would be super interesting to see glucose level spikes but I felt like filling out the form implied that I did have diabetes. So I stopped. What's your thoughts on that? Um, you know, yeah, I think you should do it diabetic or not. I put two people, I wrote two prescriptions for it today and you get that two free week trial, assuming you have, I guess, proper insurance or something who knows about that. But, um, I certainly had a good time with mine when I, when I did it. So no, you don't have to be a diabetic. Um, but if you have hypoglycemia, you might even put hypoglycemia on there. That's what I would do on the form. You know, you, you certainly don't want your um, insurance company thinking you're a diabetic, even though pre-existings aren't supposed to matter anymore. But um, uh, just put hypoglycemia or insulin resistance. Don't put that you're a diabetic for sure. And it doesn't matter to them. You should still be able to get the, the monitor, but it's very, very helpful um, but you know, I understand your, you know, your reluctance to, to fill out the forms that anybody could get a hold of, um, think it may mistake you for a diabetic may affect your life insurance rates or whatever down the line. That's why in my office, you know, I recommend metformin for a lot of conditions besides diabetes. And certainly I dispense it from my office. So that the only people that know that you're on it and it's dirt cheap is me and you. So the insurance, don't file metformin on your insurance if you're not a diabetic because it somehow get on your record and who knows how long that would take to clear up. But um, so just get it dispensed at, at the office and that way nobody knows your stuff but you and me. That's another reason I have paper charts. I don't like to share your health information, you know, over the internet and with every government agency and insurance company and salesman who knows what else so um good question no i i, I love that question and, and we did a we did a demo on it if you're if you're wanting to learn more about that uh freestyle libre uh device uh, there is a free 14-day trial with that um, that's on our youtube channel go check that out um okay so we're going to get to the live comments we're going to jump in here um so if you're with us live uh we we really appreciate the people who who hang out with us every tuesday night around seven o'clock and ask questions um it not only helps you it helps so many different people uh who are who are watching or listening uh wherever you guys are um so we do appreciate that we appreciate the questions um i'm, I'm seeing a bunch of questions about how much uh, vitamin d with k so let's just go ahead and um, cover that it seems like they're wondering how much k um, but how do you how do you tell and i'll just put this one up for uh reference here uh, um, you know, a baseline of 5,000 units of D, but check your levels. I mean, I want your level to be 60 to 80, 90. Um, 
you know, such a wide range of normal, 30 to 100 is normal. So I like on the high end. And K, I think it's about a total of 2,000 uh, MCGs. But the, the one I like is the, is the Life Extension D with K because it has three different forms of K in it. And they're differing milli equivalents. So just get the 5,000 D with K. Check your D level. If it's not high enough, take two of them. That's what I do. Um, and, and yeah, your, level, your D level is really low at 21. You better get on some D. All right. Thank you for, for, for that, Lisa. We're going to uh, – let's get to some vitamin questions. I, I'll put this up there just for your uh, amusement. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know. Pardon me for saying the I word. I shouldn't have said that. I really shouldn't. You know, I didn't uh, want it to get pulled. I, I, you know what? Um, let's – there are some NAC questions. Um, uh, we've had problems with people finding NAC. Say the, the, the one you're recommending isn't actually, if you're searching for NAC, this probably won't come up. What Dr. Rogers is saying oh. is it has NAC in it. Why don't you go? Uh, oh, we, we have both the NAC in our office now, uh, which is N-acetylcysteine, and we also have one called anti-alcohol. That's the one a lot of people like to take to avoid a hangover the next day, but um, I like it because it has a pretty high dose of NAC in it, 1200 milligram plus selenium, zinc, and milk thistle. So it's really good for those long haulers for sure. And anybody with a, acute uh, COVID, so. Okay, thank you for that. Uh, let's see here. Um, I like this question, Barbara. Uh, what is PQQ? Um, that's another vitamin supplement. It's It's got a Kind of, I'm not going to attempt to say the, the chemical name for it, but it's something I take. It complements CoQ10 in that it, it helps kind of fire up your mitochondria to produce more ATP, thereby energy. So I, I like PQQ. Just don't ask me to pronounce it. And don't ask Ben to pronounce it for sure. <laughs> Certainly okay. don't ask me to pronounce that, Barbara. Yeah. Uh, I, I would, I would uh, botch that pretty good. Um, okay, let's go to uh, another Barbara here. Um, is tonic water similar to hydroxychloroquine? No. Um, you know, tonic water has quinine in it. So it's a little bit different, a lot different. Hydroxychloroquine is a prescription medicine that is an anti-malarial. Um, so that it works pretty well for COVID, but, you know, it doesn't work quite as well as um, ivermectin. Um, I, my, oh, there I went, I said the I word, but um, uh, it's for malaria, but it's also called Plaquenil. So it's used for treatment of lupus, rheumatoid arthritis, of course, malaria prevention, prophylaxis. Um, so it, it work, it's a really good anti-inflammatory too, um, but it's an anti-malarial um, but great question. Thank you for that, Barbara. Great question. Quinine, what, tonic water has quinine in it that may help leg cramps. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so Shelly asks, explain long haulers. Um, I, I think, uh, I'm sure a lot of people are thinking this. Uh, how would you describe long haulers? Well, that's after you have COVID, you just don't get better. You know, if you're not Is there a length of time? Well, I say even anything over a month, if you're still having a lot of symptoms, you probably uh, have long haulers or long COVID. 
Um, and there, you know, it's, it can be complex. It can cause, a, it can, of course, you know, COVID is a multi-system, multi-organ disease, and it can just persist for long periods of time in your gut, on your skin, can cause brain fog. The biggest symptoms of long hauler um, is probably fatigue, especially fatigue on exertion, brain fog, headache, dizziness. I saw two or three cases today. Um, and you, the, the treatment is, well, there's a lot of different treatments. I mean, um, I always use NAC. I use, I, I use the I-word, ivermectin. Um, sometimes I use steroids. I use Flonase if you still can't smell or taste. Sometimes I use um, Provigil if you have so much brain fog and fatigue you can't function. Um, COVID definitely gets into your brain for sure. Um, so you want to treat it, you know, don't ignore it. And, and, you know, I had one lady the other day that I want to do a podcast with that had, had it for a year and, and she had, had amazing results uh, when we treated her. I'm going to get her on the podcast. She's yeah, I've heard that. I've heard that story. story. That's a, that's a yeah. powerful story that we need to, we need to get yeah. out there. Uh, thank you for that question, uh, Shelly. Um, let's see here. Misty asks, if someone tests positive for COVID, how do you know what variant it is? You don't have any clue and you won't. Your doctor will not have any clue. They won't. Um, so um, only the powers that be, maybe in the CDC, will know it. There's no way you're going to find it out. Um, it's got to be sequenced. Uh, any doctor I know, even the pathologist that I know that works for major med head pathologist, one of the major medical centers can't even find out. So uh, you just assume what they're telling you. The Delta variant is predominant now. So you know, there's no way you're going to know. Um, All right, let's get uh, Mark's question up here. Uh, Shaga mushroom have been shown to interfere with SARS-CoV-2 spike protein recognition of the host cell. Could Chaga have the same effects on the spike proteins in the jab? Um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's a great, that's a great prophylaxis. You know, I've, I've been taking mushroom pills for a long time, but, uh, and that's the, probably the best out of all the variants for that. It's probably the best one. Um, you know, we use lines main for brain power and all that, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things that, you know, there's no double blind studies, uh, placebo control, but, um, you know, certainly not going to hurt you. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm definitely all for it. I know Mark and I've talked a lot about different mushrooms and, and they're very powerful medications. You know, now might be a good time to talk a little bit about double blind studies, you know, and what, like, can you just, for the listeners out there who haven't heard you talk about double blind studies, what's your, what's your two cents on, Double blind studies. Why? Like, how much attention do you pay to them? What's your What's your uh, hot take there? Well, I mean, they are the gold standard with any kind of medical study. Um, you know, you have a large uh, n number in of people in the study, preferably thousands and thousands, and it takes a while to get these studies back. And you have one group that's it's, it's blinded, so the doctor and the patient don't know what you're getting. Half get placebo, half get the real medicine. And at the end, they kind of 
correlate it and see if the medicine worked and what percentage, et cetera. Um, the thing is, though, it cost millions of dollars um, to do these studies. And unless they're paid for by the government, um, and they take a lot of time, uh, the drug companies are the ones that usually sponsor them and, and it, you know, in the hopes of finding a new drug that will make money. Um, so uh, if you don't have a lot of time to do it, uh, they're not going to get done and it, because there's no incentive. Nobody's going to do that. for It's too much money, too much time. It's long. Um, and, you know, like a vitamin, there's not going to be hardly any of those because there's no incentive. You, you can't make money off vitamins. Uh, so drug companies can't. So they're the gold standard, but, you know, you, you don't always have to to have a double blind study. There's observational studies and there's one great thing that's I think missing from a lot of our um, med way we practice medicine and that's called common sense. So, um, you know, I agree with sense, you. you know, I agree with you. So. Thank you for that. Um, okay. Rebecca asked, my mom just tested uh, positive for COVID and is diabetic, severely overweight with breathing issues. Uh, what should what should we do? What's your what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, definitely need monoclonal antibodies. Um, you know, you, and now you can get them uh, either at the hospital, not in the ER, but they have a separate place for um, infusing. It's an hour, hour and a half uh, IV infusion of monoclonal antibodies to this virus. Um, There's also in the last three weeks have come up with. Regeneron has come up with uh, subcutaneous uh, monoclonal antibodies that you can go to a drugstore, certain one. There's, a, there's one or two in Johnson City that do this. You wait in your car and they give you four different subcutaneous shots. Um, and it, it's, it, it works as well. So, but you need to get it early. So if she's in early phase of the disease, definitely need, um, of course, you need, she needs a full COVID treatment. I mean, you need to, if, if you can't, you can call one of our offices and, you know, hopefully we can do some telemedicine with you and treat you unless you're out of state. We're kind of leery about that right now, but hopefully you're local and, and patient or your family's a patient. Um, but you need treatment because you're at high risk of uh, having some complications. So, of course, I would use the ivermectin. I'll say it again. I don't care. Um, but, and it uh, just depends. I mean, sometimes you use steroids if you're after day five, sometimes sooner you have to watch uh, sugar levels if you're a diabetic. Uh, inhale steroids, I would start them from the get-go along with high-dose vitamin regimens um, and Cithromax or doxycycline. Um, but monoclonals and uh, call the doctor that treats a lot of this stuff that knows. and. If, and get an oxygen saturation monitor. And if her O2 sats are in the 80s and they won't come up, you know, your last resort's to go to the emergency room, uh, you know, where you can get some uh, some treatment, some like high flow oxygen and things like that. But get a PO2 monitor. If it's below 90, you know, uh, you need to think about uh, emergency room treatment. Um, 
if not get early treatment through one of the providers that, that does uh, do the whole gamut that has some experience in treating this outpatient because you'd certainly prefer that over going to the hospital right now if you can early you're not in too much danger yet um, all right thank you for that thank you for that question uh, we're thinking about your about your mom um, okay let's get to, to Lisa here over on on YouTube uh, my doctors pushed me to get vaccinated. Um, I'm afraid of it. I'm 59, taking supplements, healthy, no underlying issues. Uh, looks like she's wanting uh, what doses of omega-3s for her age. Uh, and is she foolish for refusing the jab? <laughs> you know, at all. Hold on. Uh, yeah, I think you, you froze up on me just a, t a tad. Uh, I missed you there. What would you say? Uh, no, I don't think you're foolish. And personally, I wouldn't go to a doctor who called me a fool. Why would you go to a doctor who's going to call you a fool? You're not going to get, you're not going to get good treatment. I wouldn't. I'm a doctor that actually be nice to you and listen to your wants and needs. One thing I've learned over 36 years of medical practice, listen to your patients. They have the right to not get treated. You don't have to be injected with anything you don't want to be injected with. This is your body. You have a right to. I mean, I would definitely refuse it if I was you. I mean, like I said before, I don't want to get into too much controversy over this thing, over the jab, but it's your right to to do it or not to do it. Um, I mean, as you've seen, this jab is not working too well. You know, it's just it's just not working too well. And there's those that say, well, it's keeping people from dying. Maybe it may be. It may be keeping some people out of the hospital, um, but all I know is right now, and it's, it's becoming more and more known that, um, you know, that there's about, gosh, about half of what I'm treating now has been fully jabbed. Um, and the hospital has a plenty of people in there with, that, that have had both jabs, plenty, plenty, plenty um, in the units. And uh, whether they're being counted accurately or not, I don't know. Um, I'll leave that up to you to judge. But um, so you've got that right. You know, find a doc new doctor who won't call you a fool. And then somebody that will work with you. If you do get COVID, it is treatable. And, you know, you want your own immunity to really um, fight this thing off if, as you can. Um, you know, we've got this new variant around apparently that is uh, highly resistant to the jab. Um, you know, uh, look at just study the, the data out of Israel. You know, study your data out of Israel, make your own conclusions. But um, certainly it's your right to do whatever you want. This is your body. Um, it's just kind of an unfortunate situation where. You know, they're taking away freedom of speech, freedom of choice, maybe. I mean, I know physicians, I know physical therapists, I know lawyers, I know high-level business people that are willing to lose their job, willing to give up their jobs because of it. So go figure, you know. Um, but again, I can't say a whole lot because this thing will probably, it'll probably pull based on what I just said, but... Um, so be it. Um, so make your own decision. You know, you're smart enough to make your own decision and talk to people. Get, you know, do your research. And I'm not against it for for, for certain people. Um, 
So uh, just do your research and, and see how this thing is evolving right now. So that's all we probably ought to say about the jabs. Most likely, most likely. <laughs> um, so she also asked uh, NAC daily. Are you recommending NAC daily? Yeah, uh-huh, I am. Okay. Yeah, and omega-3s, I would take three to four grams of the omega-3s, um, you know, uh, especially post-COVID. You know, I'm a big believer in omegas for heart disease prevention, for colon cancer prevention, uh, for, uh, you know, just brain health, joint health. Um, and I said colon cancer prevention. Uh, the studies aren't in for that. You know, that's anecdotal. Uh, so don't quote me on that. But um, certainly the other things are pretty well established. But um, anyway, uh, good luck. All right, let's get to, to Rachel's question here. My 14-year-old daughter tested positive for COVID yesterday. Uh, she's overall healthy. Symptoms are relatively mild at this point. Today's day four. What do you recommend for our home treatment for her? Thank God she has COVID. Let's just put it that way. And she'll get over it. She'll have immunity maybe for a lifetime, you know. So, um, you know, she'll, she'll do just fine. You know, the kids that aren't doing well with this, for the most part, are morbidly obese or diabetic or have some comorbid. I mean, there's a 99.997 survival rate for kids. Only 300 kids have died in the United States from COVID. Um, 900 kids die a year of drowning. And, of course, the flu, the RSV kills more. And so, you know, back in the old days, when I was growing up, if somebody had chicken, Johnny had chicken pox, our parents would send them over to Johnny's house so we'd get it, to get it over with. Um, so, you know, she'll do fine, um, healthy symptoms. I'd still get her on some vitamin D and C and a little bit of zinc, maybe 20 mil, 25 milligrams, of 30 of zinc and, um, you know, home treatment, that, that's what I would do. I would definitely take the, the at 14 years old, I'd still give her, you know, five or 10,000 of D daily for uh, at least a week. And, and um, I'd give her a uh, thousand of C twice a day. Um, I'd give her 30 to 50 milligram with food of zinc. Um, get some fresh air, you know, and, um, Watch your O2, watch for complications, of course. And um, if she starts to cough a lot, you know, again, I, I treat with Zithromax, um, you know, and, and kids do just fine with this. I've used Ivermectin in a, in a few kids that were that age, you know, especially if they were normal size and all. And uh, certainly she's probably a mini adult, so, um, you know, uh, just, uh, you know, she'll do fine. She'll do fine. If there's any problem, call the office. I'd be glad to talk with you about it. You know, chat it out a little bit. Uh, All right. So Anna asked, which omega-3s uh, do you recommend? Real quick, what's your thoughts on that? Um, I like the Creel best. Our omega, the life extension omega-3s are Creel. It sends a not leave that fishy taste in your mouth. So, I, I, but there's Nordic Natural makes a good one, standard process. 
Um, there's a lot of, lot of good omega-3s. Just don't get your omega-3s at, you know, a huge chain store that you don't know how long they've been sitting on the shelf. Make sure they're dated. If you cut into them, they're totally rancid. Don't take them. Um, so I like that. It's good advice there. And also there's a barlene's. If you, you know, the omega threes are pretty large pills and the barlene's has a brand that's actually, you can, it's a liquid. Actually, I love the mango. It tastes pretty good. It doesn't taste like fish oil at all. And I think it has a pretty high EPA DHA level. So I like the barlene's also. If you don't want to swallow the big peel. Um, All right, let's see here. Uh, Candy asks, what's your go-to blood pressure medicine? Uh, my first one will be uh, Losartan. Uh, it's an ARB angiotensin receptor blocker. Um, they're really clean. Um, there's a generic in it now, so it's dirt cheap. Um, I started somebody today on it, um, maybe twice today. Um, because you want a good low blood pressure. If your blood pressure is elevated, most you need you need something to lower it. If the natural stuff doesn't work, then you need to be protected, uh, especially if you're an adult with other risk factors. But um, so I like the low sartan. Myocarditis is another one in that group that I really like. Um, so uh, that I just don't see side effects from it hardly ever. Doesn't make you tired. Doesn't affect your, your sex life. It, it doesn't affect your heart rate. Um, it's it's just my my go-to first. All right. Um, just Lady Five over on YouTube asks best diet for weight loss. Concerned with COVID going around. Best diet for weight loss. Um, um, yeah, I would be concerned about COVID going around and try to lose weight because. The people that have problems with COVID are obese for the most part. 80% of them um, are morbidly obese. So, um, and then low vitamin D is another risk factor. But best diet for weight loss, summary, and some people need help with this because it's not easy, but low carb and intermittent fasting. That's my go-to. That's all you got to remember. Low carb, you don't have to go keto, but go low carb maybe 50 grams or less a day, and do intermittent fasting. In other words, don't eat past 7 p.m. till noon the next day. Clean fasting, meaning black coffee only or water. No artificial sweeteners, no creamers, nothing besides black coffee, water, maybe unsweet tea um, if you prefer. But uh, that's, my, that's my best kind of eating pattern for weight loss. Um, but again, again, you may be insulin resistant. You may need some help with this, you know, like a, a, a metabolic panel so we can look at some of the, your, what your hormones look like, your adrenals, your thyroid, your insulin resistance. I mean, we, we help so many people lose weight um, with various tools. So that's kind of the shortcut answer. And Kathy, I, I think this is just a great time to, to, to answer this because you just talked about intermittent fasting. What is the, you, you mentioned, you know, what it is. Uh, it's, is it, so it's 12 hours off? No, it can be different. It's, no, it's longer than that off. But intermittent fasting just means that you eat within a certain window. And it's an amazing tool for not only weight loss, but for cancer prevention, for 
lifting of brain fog. I mean, it's just an amazing way to eat. And what the way I do it, I do 17 off, 7 on. Some people start out with 16 off, 8 on. Some people do 20 and 4. It's People are different, you know. They have different metabolisms. So find out what's right for you and work your way into it. But humans are not meant to graze all day. We're meant to fast or feast. And there's a great book about that by, I think, Kathy Stevens. I think Jen Stevens. Or Jen, Jen Stevens. Isn't it Jen Stevens? Uh, yeah, uh, Fast, Feast, Repeat. Great book on intermittent fasting. And, and uh, of course, Dr. Fung puts out a lot of stuff about fasting. And in, intermittent fasting, it, it works really because it puts your body into a state of ketosis every day temporarily. It's just hard to stay in ketosis all the time. Some people can do it, um, but... It's kind of hard and maybe impractical for a lot of people to um, eat a ketone diet, 20 grams or less, um, for long periods of time. So the intermittent fasting kind of puts you in a, in ketosis for part of the day every day, which ketosis just means you're burning fat instead of carbs. Um, so if you want to burn your own fat, um, you need to do some intermittent fasting. I found, I used to drink bulletproof coffee every morning because uh, I thought it was good for me. Maybe it was because it, it did provide good fats, uh, but it, it didn't help me lose a little bit of weight. I'd gained a little bit around my belly. Um, when I when I went off that and got on intermittent fasting, it just went away like nothing. And it allowed me to occasionally eat, you know, some carbs that are not on the, on the diet plan. So I love intermittent fasting. You'll feel better. You won't be hungry. You'll have more energy. Plus, you go to work, you don't have to worry about breakfast. You know, breakfast is not the most important meal of the day. It stands for break your fast. You need to fast a little bit longer, especially if you're trying to lose weight. I like that. Okay, let's go to another question here. Uh, Mid-Tennessee uh in on youtube as any suggestions for loss of taste and smell due to covid yeah um i've seen that last for a month i've seen it last for a year um you know that's one of the one of the things with long covid that i see but certainly use flonase nasal spray over the counter um zinc helps uh, 50 milligram of zinc sometimes i'll do ivermectin as well um, I had one lady the next day after taking ivermectin, she started tasting and smelling after a year. That's the lady I want to get on here for. That's wild. Uh, one day of it. So who knows? But um, and, and then you can retrain your sense of smell and probably taste. Taste comes from smell um, by, uh, you know, sniffing a like get a bowl and put cinnamon in it and sniff it. And your mind associates that with the sight. Hmm, that's cinnamon. Same thing with coffee or um, any that's strong pretty interesting. odor. You can kind of retrain your brain a little bit. That's another, when you lose sense of taste or smell, that means your brain's affected. Um, because the, you're, you get that brain fall because the, virus enters your nasal passages and goes through your olfactory tract up to your brain. You've got a very thin slice of tissue between your nose and your brain. Um, so 
Um, that's kind of why you never want to, if you ever get a pimple in this triad here, this triangle, never squeeze it because, or sore in your nose, because it could go straight to your brain. You can have encephalitis from it. Um, but the other thing you can take are pro-resolving mediators, which basically means high dose omega-3s. That, that should help as well. Hmm. Um, so some stuff you can do. All right. Thank you for that question. Um, okay. Let's see where else we got a few more minutes here. Um, actually, I, I don't know the question this, um, or the answer. Do we test for antibodies in the office? Sure. Every day. Okay. Yeah. Pop in, you can get your antibodies tested. So, and now they have a titer that kind of sees how high the antibody level you have, you know, um, all right. Um, I just, I, I like this question because, uh, you know, we've seen the supplements, Dr. Rogers. Can you tell us about your diet? Oh, well, I just okay. talked about my diet. I do intermittent fasting and I do low carb. Um, is that, and, so in just short summary, that's, that's exactly how you would describe your diet. Yeah. Well, I take a lot of supplements. If you see my food pyramid, the supplements are the very most important the, the, the supplements are my foundation of my diet. There's no way to get them in the amount of food you eat. And um, then comes the timing of your eating, then low carb, and then higher fat, moderate protein, higher good fats. And then the last thing I'll worry about is the calories. Uh, the other stuff takes care of itself. But I will tell you, I don't eat a lot of red meat anymore. Um, for several reasons. One, I don't digest it very well. Um, you know, I have this kind of high level, something called TMAO, which means I don't do well with red meat as well uh, because of the gut microbiome. Uh, it's an interesting test. I'm starting to run it on most of my Clevelands now. So that's on the it's, Cleveland? That's on the Cleveland now. I'm, I'm adding it. But, um, but I do eat a lot of fish, organic chicken, and vegetables. Um, if I eat bread, I usually try to eat minimal amounts, and then I use sourdough. Um, and I, you know, I eat carbs sometimes. I prefer the cauliflower uh, mashed potatoes that my daughter Kelly loves. You know, when you grow up with two diabetic kids, you learn to eat low carb. Um, but uh, and I try to eat the berry for the fruit. I eat berries. I don't eat bananas. I don't eat peanut butter. For the most part, I eat almond butter. I think it tastes better. It's definitely better for you. Um, I don't snack at night like I used to. And I usually don't eat dessert like I used to. Um, no, that's, a, that's a great question. We appreciate that, Rhonda. Um, I okay. don't drink milk either. Don't drink milk. No milk? I don't, you know, almond milk occasionally. All right. Debbie asks, what vitamins do you recommend for someone who already has heart disease but is otherwise relatively healthy? Like your kind of your core group? How do you recommend somebody who has heart disease? Otherwise, um, of course, probably baby aspirin, uh, omega threes, vitamin D, C, magnesium. At night, magnesium uh, protects your heart against arrhythmias, and they usually occur at night. Plus, it helps you sleep. Get a good sleep. Take melatonin to help you sleep. Make sure you don't have sleep apnea. Um, so. Make sure your blood pressure is good. I like if you have heart disease, you may have metabolic syndrome. So a good little herbal supplement is called Hawthorne. It's really good for your blood pressure. If you're insulin resistant, I like berberine. 
Um, and I like bergamot for both sugar levels improving and cholesterol levels. So, um, you know, everything's guided towards healthy heart anyway. So. All right. Thank you for that question. All right. Let's go to Aletta here in, uh, over on YouTube. If a person received the monoclonal, uh, the monoclonal antibodies, but received it toward the end of COVID, could they still take ivermectin? Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. I'll start them off. I'll send them for monoclonal antibodies if they qualify and immediately start ivermectin that day. Okay. Sure you can. Won't interfere. All right. Thank you for that question. Um, I'll go ahead and put this up here, Bianca. Um, there is a... Um, there is a, a blog post on our website, performancemedicine.net, that has uh, every vitamin that Dr. Rogers takes personally as well as uh, an, an age group um, breakup. So if you just go to the website, search for vitamins on the search bar, um, that blog post will come up. Um, okay, let's go to, let's see here. Wendy has a question. Hello, Wendy. Uh, I was recently diagnosed with PBC and on Ursidol. What else should I do or take? The doctor did not give me very much information on this. Hmm. So you've got a bladder problem, I think. Um, PCBC. You need to expound on that just a little bit. Um, um, give us a, maybe a little more information there, Wendy. We'll try to get back to you. I don't know why I'm just not thinking. but uh, um, Let's go to one more uh, in the meantime. Uh, Carol asks, is it okay to take magnesium and melatonin at night if you do have sleep apnea and on a CPAP? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. You know, I sure, I take both those every night. Yeah, right. won't interfere with your CPAP at all. All right. And, uh, let's see. Hopefully I haven't missed anybody. If I've missed you, I apologize. Uh, if you guys sent in emails uh, during the week, uh, we take questions all throughout the week. Uh, put in the subject line just so it kind of cues me up. Um, that's going to be a Q&A question, and I'll save that. If I missed any this week, I apologize. Uh, I'll make sure to get that uh, first thing next week. And also, like I always ask, if you guys want to be on our email list, we send out uh, Performance Weekly. It comes out every single Tuesday. It's kind of a package of all of our content throughout the week. Uh, it's kind of dressed up nice. It looks cool. Uh, that goes out Tuesdays at 1230. Just send me an email, ben at performancemedicine.net. Put in the subject line, email list. And I'll get you on there. Uh, okay, Wendy got back to us here. Um, primary biliary yeah, cirrhosis. Yeah, that. yeah, um, yeah. You know, that's that's something I don't see too much of, and I'd be kind of hesitant about giving you a lot of advice on that. Um, you're gonna probably have to rely on the the GI guys for that. Um, so. You know, I haven't used a lot of the medicine, he said, or Sadal, really. So, you know, I wish I could give you better advice on that. And, and maybe I'll study up on it and see. But, um, you know, I'd have to do a little more, more research before I gave you any solid advice on that. So I'll definitely. All right. Thank study you for that. Up. Thank you for that question, Wendy. Sorry about that. Um, okay. Let's get to, let's do. And so, of course, with any type of cirrhosis, I will mention this, you know, you're going to have to, um, of course, avoid toxins to your liver. Um, milk thistle would be, you know, a, a pretty good supplement for that. I like uh, infrared saunas. Uh, it's kind of a good detox. 
Um, you know, it just, I don't know what your weight is, but certainly, um, you know, really watching on the types of foods you eat um, and look at your, your gut microbiome and pay, pay attention to that. If you're having a lot of digestive problems, you may consider getting a GI map that can look at your gut microbiome and um, especially if you're having a lot of bowel issues with this. But that's kind of basically what I would tell you. But, um, um, so that first part, just just so I want to make sure Wendy got it, um, was milk thistle and uh, possibly look at the, the gut microbiome, uh, get a better picture of the of the gut health. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah. All right. Pamela asked, what's a basic group of vitamins you would recommend for someone who is insulin resistant? Um, of course, uh, low carb diet, um, but I like, uh, berberine for that one. Um, you know, it really, it's almost as good as metformin. It doesn't have the GI effects. Some people can't tolerate metformin because of loose stools, but berberine is your, is your number one go-to on that uh, for sure. Now, some people will also take cinnamon, um, and that, that's a pretty good supplement, cinnamon, capsules and uh i'm blanking out on the other one that i always use but um i'll think of it in a minute but uh get some get some berberine and and, and measure levels you know of insulin resistance and if you're really insulin resistant you may need some help with the a prescription medication especially if you're overweight i love ozempic for that and the ones yeah. we shop use uh. a ton what I would do, um, let's see, Pamela, uh, over on YouTube, we have a, a YouTube video on Ozempic that explains that. I think they talk a, a little bit about vitamins as well. That'd be a good video to look at. Uh, it's on the YouTube channel. Just search Performance Medicine Ozempic. Um, okay, let's get to one more, guys, and we're going to uh, head on out of here. Um, actually, I, I want to get to Heather's because I, I love that Heather's here. I like seeing Heather in the in the tuesday night show she's down in georgia uh nurse practitioner i believe down there uh, novavax has the latest U u.s application several times due to manufacturing checks do you have an update on this option for vaccination or any specific thoughts on novavax in general yeah you know the hope is that this may be a cleaner um vaccine the novavax because it's not based on uh you know the the other genetic uh tendencies that it has, but I think the question was what kind of vehicle is it going to be mixed with? Is it going to have aluminum in it or not? Hopefully not. Um, but I did, I do have a patient that was in a trial in the spring with Novavax and uh, the way they do these trials, you know, after it's unblinded, they, um, they offer and most, most people take the, the real thing. So, one of my patients did take the Novavax in the spring and uh, he, he caught a pretty bad case of COVID this summer. So, it, you know, it didn't work any better than the rest of them were working. But uh, there's hope that maybe it's a little different technology um, than, uh, you know, the messenger RNA. Uh, so, but the jury's out on that one. But uh, it's, it's having problems getting through for some reason. Uh, thank you for that, uh, Heather. Um, so good to see you tonight. Um, Jim, let's get his question in real quick, then we're going to 
uh, call it a night. My 25-year-old daughter was just diagnosed with Crest syndrome. We're trying to learn as much as we can. What can you tell me about it? Any thoughts on Crest? Man, that's that's a multifactorial endocrine problem that you can get a lot of, and it's a rheumatologic problem. Um, man, it's too short a period of time to to go through it. You need to get with your rheumatologist and probably an endocrinologist to kind of sort through, you know, which syndromes you have, uh, which part of that syndrome you have, because it's it's really a complex thing um, that. Um, it just take too long to go over here, and I'm not an expert on Crest syndrome. I've probably seen five people with it in 36 years, so I really wish I could give you a little more um, insights on what I would suggest is that you see the specialist about it, and then uh, maybe see somebody like me who's an integrated medical doctor who can maybe guide you on some of the other things you could do. You know, you, you kind of want to take the traditional with maybe some alternative stuff after you start out with the traditional things on that. You know, you want to keep your levels of inflammation down for sure. And there are certain ways to do that in addition to how you're going to get treated for. But it's, it's a pretty complex uh, disease. Um, but hopefully she'll do fine with it. But, um, uh, sorry, I can't answer that better. Um, thank you for that for that question, Jim. Thank you for for being here tonight. Uh, we appreciate all you guys. Thank you so much for for hanging out with us uh, every single Tuesday evening. Uh, if you guys, if you like, I said, if you want to uh, join our email list, get this stuff sent to you every single Tuesday. Shoot me an email tonight, uh, Ben at PerformanceMedicine.net. Just put in the subject line email list. I'll get you added. Uh, please make my mother happy. Subscribe to the YouTube channel if that's your thing. Uh, we put up three videos. Uh, three to four videos every single week. Uh, we're trying to make that somewhat of a library. You go back and refer to them. Um, this is on YouTube as well. So subscribe to the YouTube channel. Make my mother happy. And uh, guys, we appreciate you. Thank you for hanging out. Dr. Rogers, thank you for the time tonight. Uh, it doesn't look like you're going to get a walk in. I, th I think that. Well, no, I'm headed, to, I'm headed to the tennis court. <laughs> I might have to turn the lights on, though. <laughs> Although I've morphed over more to pickleball, I'm getting too old to play tennis. So. Yeah, you know I, I, I do think, have a pickleball racket. So I, I hope there's some pickleball players uh, in this chat. Uh, if you love pickleball, you gotta you gotta say some. I'm all about some pickleball. Pickleball's uh, fun. Dr. Roger, I'm gonna let you go, guys. Thank you so much. Um, thank you for hanging out with us. We love you. Uh, we will be back next week, 7 p.m. live Q and A show with Dr. Rogers. I've been your host. Ben Rogers, this is Outside the Box, the podcast. We've been live on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Uh, come hang out next week. We'll see everybody then. See you, Dr. Rogers. Thanks, Ben. Don't go away. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode of the podcast. Uh, please share the podcast with your friends. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe. Uh, we will see you guys next time.